Blog Talk Radio. Five. You should be four, in, like. Three. Two. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to NFL season, ladies and gentlemen. This is the most beautiful day of the year when the season kicks off. It's absolutely amazing. Everyone has to be excited. Diehard football fans, unite. This is absolutely amazing, and welcome to another amazing season. So this morning, we have quite a bit of excitement. We are actually live on location and broadcasting from Ravens Place. So if you are in the Chicago area, we are South Chicago, Blue Island area, 130th and Western. Come on down. We are kicking off NFL season with the Chicago Bears game today, Ravens Place, 130th and Western. A lot of fun. Everything's going down. So if you are in Chicago and have no place to watch the game, definitely come on. Check us out here. Game time, 12 o'clock. We're here broadcasting live. As you can see, you're probably hearing traffic and everything else behind us. But we are here live making it happen. So we have quite a bit to talk about this amazing morning. We've got controversial topics. We've got to go through the NFC North. Definitely talk about my amazing Vikings. Who can ever forget them? They're absolutely awesome. And we even have to go over a few things that happened in NCAA. And if you are not a football fan of college, we hope to make you one absolutely today. So we are going to get started in just a moment. Chicago Bears fan in. Hey, right about now we are ready for this for this love with the Chicago Bears. And one of the things that's going on is we have too many we have too many uh injuries and the injury report going on. And one of the things that I keep I keep getting tired of is hearing about is Kevin White being injured. He was injured for the entire season last season. And with him being injured for so long, will Bears fans ever get to see him play? That's a very good question because I want to know. I wasn't sold on picking him up, but I, you know, and I know you can't help injuries. Injuries are what they are, especially in this league. But to go a whole another season without seeing Kevin White, that kind of sucks. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at this point. It's like he's more injury prone than anything. Um it's also sad because I haven't even seen the kid play. I don't know what he can do. It's more or less like a tease every year so far. Like, is he going to play? Uh, he heard that. What did the hamstring industry last year? It was shin splints. It was shin splints last year. Shin splints, yeah. It was a severe case of shin splints. Bad shoes. Flat feet. Well, the Bears put him on IR early on, so that killed the whole season. He probably could have played later in the season, but – if you know what the NFL rules of IR, he would just stuck out. I've had senseless and senseless hurt, but the, the the way they described his, it was basically a severe case of shin splints. 
like I said, bad shoes, flat feet, plantar fasciitis, what? I mean, you have you have those, you get those issues for a reason. And if they just said, okay, we'll sit down, and they haven't solved it, next thing you know, I mean, you have to, we all know how the body works. The hamstrings, knees, all, everything is connected in your legs. So if the front part of your leg is weak, the back part is going to be weak, too, if you haven't worked it out. So I'm not surprised you heard his hamstring, but it is sad and pathetic at this point, because what's the point? <laughs> I mean, why even well, keep him on? Not only that, we still have to keep an eye on Alshon Jeffrey, who seems to be a little injury prone. He is the star wideout for this season, but he is definitely a little bit injury prone there as well. We also have to make sure that O-line is set because we know how many times quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers and definitely Jake Cutler of the Chicago Bears get planted. So I don't know, you know, what we're looking at, considering there are even injuries on how the How long is still like is questionable? Yeah, I don't know how this season's going to really work out. Good, good luck. Well, well, I'm sick of looking at CBS, ESPN, Sports Illustrated. Everybody's quote unquote, uh, quote unquote, power index, and they're quote unquote uh, looking at the teams. The Bears is listed in the bottom five on all of all of their uh, football power indexes, and for some reason I cannot argue with that. I mean, you know me; I usually defend the Bears to the end. I can't defend the Bears when three of your best players are still listed as questionable on the first game of the season. And then, when you still have Kyle Long listed as questionable um, and J.J. Watt is playing, come on now. Who's going to protect his blind side? Oh, but then again, they have moved to, uh, Kyle Long back to the other side, so that wasn't his job anyway. But the, the, I mean, the, the Texans the the guys, they, they're working with a, a couple... Injuries, but you know, I don't know if the uh, I just got some Bears issues this year. I know I'm not the biggest Bears fan, but when we take the fandom away from it and we have to look at it from a real standpoint, I didn't want to have to put them at the bottom, make them one of the bottom five teams in so many categories across the league, but I kind of had to go along and agree. And I just hope that they don't, you know, have a season similar the only, to the only that. interesting thing. Um, because that's where it looks like his head is, and I don't think there's anybody that can save them. Uh, any the only reason, thing that I find funny is usually I'm I'm defending Jay Cutler to the rest of the world. This is the first season I, I can honestly say I haven't had to defend Jay Cutler. He, and everybody you don't have saying, to because everybody's been saying Jay Cutler's not the problem this time. He's everybody not. is saying no. Jay Cutler he wasn't the problem, the problem with Adam Gase. He was not the problem. We have not seen him post. Adam. Adam is now down with the Dolphins in Miami, so he actually did turn things around when it came to the QB spot. Now we have to see with Jay Cutler if that is going to continue and excel to be something great, or if we got if he's going to revert back to right back to Jay Cutler. Well, one of the things I can say, even even in preseason, and I know preseason is not the regular season, but the demeanor that Jay Cutler walks around with is already different. And that's a major thing when he everybody walked around with that him. demeanor when he was throwing sixty-five interceptions. No, no, no. He walked around like he walked around with the demeanor looking like he was ready to, to throw a temper transfer like a two-year-old child uh, in previous years. Jay Cutler looks calm now. Jay Cutler looks like he's ready to lead, and you couldn't say that in previous years. 
I, 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 I look that. like that too. If you gave me that much money and guaranteed me a contract, even if I don't even throw the ball to half the people on my team, I look like that too. Like what I got to lose? <laughs> no, but in previous I'll years, Jay Cutler was looking like I'm on the ground. This money ain't worth enough. Now he's looking like I'm ready to be. I'm ready to be in charge. He he is. The funny thing is, at this point, Jay Cutler is the veteran of the team. He's he is the vet, and then the yeah, second longest player like on the, the team might be man, Kyle yeah. Long. Yeah, Jay Cutler is the vet. But, he's the wildest you know, veteran in the room. Hey, it's, it's, it really comes down to you know, it's taking him this long to even look like he has glimpses of a leader, right? But at at this point today, we just, it's, what is he going to lead? Alshon's hurt, you know. Kevin White's hurt, and I don't even know who the rest of the roster is. I'll just be honest with you. Um, not that it's un- not important, but I just don't know who these these players are who are going to step in and help them out today. It's, it's going to be a be a very interesting game. I guarantee you that for sure. First game off, and oh man, the game on uh, Thursday was wonderful. Oh, that was such a nail biter. I it, loved it. It really was. I we loved, are definitely going to get to that. We're, we're, we're going to get to that um, that game a little later. We're definitely going to get to that game a little later. Right now, though, um, when we look at the matchup for the Bears and the Texans, I just want to know what you guys think of the matchup, the head-to-head matchup. Before I say my piece, I did actually look at the stats. Of course, you're only as good as you are your last game and the season before. And I kind of think the Texans just may in this season opener give the Bears a run for their money. It would really shock me if the Bears were able to overcome, especially the defense that Texas comes with, headed up by J.J. White. If they are able to overcome that and constantly take control and play football at their pace, I really think that it would honestly benefit them only because only because there are some issues, especially offensive issues, that the Texans are trying to overcome as well. Exactly. One of the things is it's going to be interesting to see how the Bears are able to play against Brock Osweiler because Bears played against Brock Osweiler last season against the Broncos. Now they're going to be playing against him with Houston. And with Brock Osweiler, let's keep it real. He's only a second-year quarterback. Let's stop treating him like he's Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Let's let's get at him. Because another thing that the Broncos had was a great offensive line. He doesn't have that offensive line in Houston. Houston's offensive line has always been porous, not as porous as Green Bay's or Chicago's, but Houston's offensive line has never been the greatest. And then on top of that, Houston wins games with their defense, so let's, let's make them earn it on offense. I'm a Bears fan. I want the Bears to win. I'm hard-pressed to believe it's going to happen today. But let's make, let's make them – if Houston wins, make them earn it. Let's go back to being the Chicago Bears of old, play like the NFC Central, not the NFC North. The black and blue division, make them hurt. And Houston has been doling out pain. Let's remind them that the black and blue comes from Chicago. Well, that's what we hope will happen. You know, it's going to turn down – it's really going to come down to who fills in and who steps up. Uh, you know, it's, it's opportunities for those who are taking the place for Kevin White and for Alshon Jeffrey. And, you know, it's going to, it's definitely going to be about how they set the tone from the onset of the game. 
you know, how you come out uh, first series. If they win the toss, will they, do, you know, defer to the second half and, you know, let their defense take go take the field first or, you know, those, those, those decisions that you hope they already have already had. Most coaches already have in mind anyway. They know what they want to do. So, you know, I can't really – can't can't really say if I want them to win. You know, I'm hoping they do because I, I I mean, you know, one to know would be a great start for oh, them, especially they, with the way it's looking right now. There's one thing that I did want to talk about that we're talking about the Bears injury report. There's one player on the Bears injury report, and I hate to say this, I never should wish somebody to be injured, but I'm glad he's on the injury report. Kyle Fuller is still listed as questionable. Let's change that to out. Let's change Kyle Fuller to straight out. I want him not only out on the injury report, I just want him out of a Bears uniform. Who can we <laughs> trade with to get Kyle Kyle Fuller's like, you take that problem over there with you. I'll you have no love for Mr. Fuller at all. And it's bad I'll take a seventh round. I, want the, I would take the Mr. Irrelevant draft pick for, for Kyle Fuller. And, you know, it's crazy that's because crazy. when he first, when he first came out, we, were like, we both liked him. And then all yeah, of a sudden you, he was you just went down did. and tanked. We was like, all right, cool. We got a nice well, his rookie he could play. He wasn't bad. He looked right. like a rookie, but he looked like he had potential. He was not bad Man. in his rookie season. It was well, like you know after what they that say about season. potential. <laughs> no, but his rookie season, the mistakes he's making now, he was not making in his rookie season. He just wasn't. Well, you know, he was, he was well, still a good player. He's he's as a matter of fact, he was. He was not when he would drop back into coverage like a cornerback is supposed to. He would still, if the player caught the ball, he tackled well. He was in the right position to make interceptions. Now he's not in the right position to make interceptions. If the player catches the ball, he's horrible at tackling. I'm not saying that he doesn't have a lot to grow with, and we all know what potential is. But the stuff he used to do, he's no longer doing. And we keep coming up with excuses, and. Honestly, I want to do to him what the Bulls deal with Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose may have a great season this year, but he needs to be gone. I'll, Kyle Fuller might be great on another team, but he needs to not be on the Bears. I hear you. I can, I, I can definitely understand I mean, he that. Might, it just, the Bears just might not be his fit, and sometimes it's just not your fit because I could come up with a list of other players on other sports when they left that team, they ended up they did being better. good on the next team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. a lot of people were – a lot of people were saying, well, it's time they let go of Jerry Rice when he left the Niners. Well, when they let go of Jerry Rice and he left the Niners, he had a great season in Oakland. Same thing happened with, uh, with Joe Montana. Oh, your career's over. And then he goes and has a Pro Bowl season in Kansas City. We can come up with players that sometimes you're just not a fit anymore for what that team has. Is there anybody that believes that Arian Foster's not going to have a good season in Miami? I believe he is. Uh, I think he just may. I think I think the change of scenery I, for Arian just just may work. Yeah, a lot I, of them. I think he's gonna have a decent season, but there's some other questions about Miami that. Uh, right, there's yeah. other questions about so Miami. I, I hope I'm talking does. about individual right now, and individually, some of these people are gonna be successful, and I'm expecting certain things out of certain players, and I believe it will be exciting. Oh, I definitely think it will. I agree with you too, man. It might be he might not fit the scheme that they have going right now, and that may be something he needs to sit down with his agent and assess and sit down with the team and think about. 
uh, you know, if you can't remain healthy out here, nobody ever gets to see you play. What's the point of you being here in the first place? You know, same thing with Kevin White. You can put him in that situation too. You know, like well, we, Kevin, nobody's like, getting I, nobody's getting to see you play. I mean, another you know, thing and, and that's, people can compare that's what to, the fans, to Trent Richardson. The Bears need to cut their losses. When when teams drafted Trent Richardson, he was the number four pick. They said, "Hey, I know we spent this much on this pick, but we just need to cut our losses." Yeah, you got it. it's a business decision. You know, if I, I I'm talking from a front office perspective. Very perspective. true, and and but and I can agree with you guys until it comes down to Dallas. Dallas won't let Tony yeah. Romo go if Tony Romo was dead. They some kind of way he'd still be on the roster. They're gonna try to revive him. <laughs> There's Brian too. There's Brian could break every limb in his body, and I guarantee you guys he'll still be on the roster. <laughs> I, I mean, actually, that might be the perfect uh, segue into it's a quarterback talk about uh, of just different teams in general because. There are many people, and I am one of them. Are we ready to talk about the Lions? Sure. I think so. I, I, I actually, I'm ready to talk about the Lions, so let's do this. It's the season. You know how we end every talk about every matchup. So Bears, Texans, who are you guys rolling with? Who's going to pull out the W in this season opener between the two? Well, I'm going to keep it honest. I'm not really a Houston Texas fan, so I'm not really trying to roll with them. So I'm gonna roll with the home team today. I don't know if it's gonna. I'm hoping to be close, you know. So I might throw out. Yeah, I'm gonna give them a very, very squeaky squeak by 27-23 for the Bears. Uh, you're giving the Bears more credit than I have. I'm picking the Bears by a safety, 22 to 20. <laughs> uh, and and I'm being generous by giving them 22 points. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'll be the underdog. I was and and all week long, I'm rolling with this. I'm at a Bears event. This is gonna hurt, but I am actually rolling with the Texans today because I do believe that if the Bears cannot get that offense and off that the ground, hurt because everybody else on the planet is rolling with the Texans. gonna eat them up. So I'm rolling I mean, with the Texans. Honestly, I think me and Mike That's cool. I think me and Mike's fandom is is picking this this week because I don't know I don't think any of us, either of us are that confident in our picks. I know I'm not. Oh, I'm not really confident. Oh, that's, that's pretty you know. terrible, y'all. That's that's. Look, I know some fans are like, I keep okay, telling wait, y'all like, about these you, Bears fans. Are you for us or are they against us? Like, look. I'm for no, no. I want our team to win. I mean, you gotta you gotta understand that. Of course, we want them to win. You know, but it really comes down to we're also realistic about what we have on the field, and we have to live in that reality as being here in Chicago. You have no choice but to live in that reality. So honest, the reality of it is I'm hopeful. The Texans are horrible. It's just coming down to who's going to be less horrible today. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> All right, so moving right along, we have Detroit. Well, moving right along, we've got Detroit and the Colts, and the Colts just gave their QB a whopping mega million dollar contract because they really think they gave this dude uh, is lucky NBA enough. Contract. Yeah, he got an NBA, NBA contract. contract. Let's keep that real. For real, he has an NBA and contract. And they feel like Andrew Luck is lucky enough to. Bring the team back to days of old they saw during the Peyton Manning oh, era, no. during the beginning stages of the Andrew Luck era. Did he and grow the beer back? Well, I hope he does have his beer because, uh, unfortunately, that seems to be 
you know, the common denominator between his W's and, and taking the team to a postseason. He must have the Lumberjack. If he does not have the Lumberjack, I will be very nervous today because I don't think that it's going to happen. But they are playing the Lions. Now, the Lions are in the division. Right, see, are you basically, are you basically of the time. comparing his – are you comparing his beard to Samson's locks? Samson couldn't fight without his well, locks. Well, you know, I'll, I'll, oh, no, you no. Luck is not lucky without I'll, his neck I'll, beard. No, this is like his like, lucky so. rabbit foot or something. This is like his, <laughs> his neck beard is important. His whole face beard all the way up to his earlobes. <laughs> <laughs> she needs, uh, she needs Andrew Luck fire. out here yeah. looking like Sasquatch. But again, they're going up against the Lions, and the Lions are a team that we spend a lot of time um, covering, looking at, having our opinions on, and last season, for some strange reason, spent a lot of time on. I think we just like Marcus. Marcus, if you ever hear us, oh my God, we adore you, we would come to the Lions game and wear shirts that say that, and none of us are Lions fans, but I swear we would. We shouldn't be an excuse yeah, for us because they're they one of the closest cities to us. That shouldn't be hard. We should actually get up off our butts and go up to the Ford Field. Now, if we survive leaving Ford Field, that's a different story the way we've talked about the Lions. What? I will survive. Hey, man. Like right, Gloria Gaynor. Exactly. What are you talking about? <laughs> we'll hey, we'll I, be fine. I, 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 I don't think it'll that, be an issue. But I hate on Matt Stafford every week, but Matt Stafford is probably the best player on their team. Man, man, I have I have respect for Mr. Stafford because he, he actually can ball. You know, it just depends on who's on the opposite end of catching the ball. <laughs> well, see, the problem yeah. is, and and my hate for Matt Stafford might not even be about Matt Stafford. It might be about the fact that they keep trying to put Matt Stafford in the Drew Brees category, and he's not Drew Brees. He puts up Drew Brees' numbers. You know, but sometimes I, that's, that's, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think we hating a little too hard on Matt Stafford because he's in Detroit. And I honestly think no, 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 that's no. what whole hangs over his head. I'm not hating for that reason. Real talk. Real, real talk. He is not a bad QB. He is not even an average. Oh no, he's QB. probably he is an above average QB. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, why he's, mind he's an above-average QB. He puts up, he puts up uh, record-setting cool numbers. He's consistently had more than four to 5,000 yards for how many consistent seasons, and that's without uh, Calvin Johnson always being in the game. So he's consistent. He's what every team should desire to have in a QB. I don't care what team. Even Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady haven't always been consistent. He has. Matt Stafford has been consistent. Tom Brady these days hadn't been good without uh, Gronkowski. Um, Aaron Rodgers hadn't always been good without Jordy Nelson. Matt Stafford, without his his number one uh, receiver, he kept going. He kept throwing the ball to the right place. So I'm not hating on him for being from Detroit. I just I think I have a bigger disdain for what his, everybody expected him to be. Well, I think he's exactly what everybody expects him to be. You know, he's doing his job, man. You know, it's you can't help what you have. You know, he's got to work with it. And for him, it's it's really about working with what he got. I think that they do have a chance against them at the coast today. Um, I'm not going to say that. I don't know, you know, because I'm not a fan, huge fan of Detroit or or Indianapolis for that matter, to be totally honest with you. But – you know, when you sit down and you look at how they match up against each other, it's you know, it's it's a pretty even match game. They both they're both at the both struggling off of coming off of, you know, 
being at the bottom pretty much of the, their season last year and going through struggles and stuff like that. So they have a lot to prove this year. And, you know, Matt uh, Stafford is definitely, definitely one of those, as we just mentioned, he's very consistent in how he plays and consistently puts up the number. Andrew Luck is the quarterback with the one with something to prove. You know, he's the one, he's the youngin' still. And, you know, unfortunately last year he kind of played like one, like, I don't know, maybe, Maybe his first year was just a fluke. Uh, uh, who knows? Or maybe it was just one of those Ooh, days. Matt Stafford? No, I'm talking about Andrew Luck. Man, his first year wasn't no fluke. Dude, they had nothing to work with. This is real talk. Yeah. Well, was Indy. Everybody was leaving Indy. Everybody got on the bus and left Indy. Like, I have a transfer. You headed to Miami? <laughs> it's, it's, it was just Indy. And, I mean, it just happened. And that no, happened no, no, I'm not team, talk, so. I'm not, I wasn't talking about last year. I'm talking about, you know, I know, you know, he lost all his people and everything. I get that. Like, cause, you know, he's in the same – he and Stafford have, have that in common where you got – if you're the quarterback and you're the mainstay and the team is bringing in whoever they're bringing in, you work with what you got. And if you don't have much to work with, it doesn't matter how good a quarterback you are, you don't have much to work with. Right. You know, so that part can't be helped. You know, I'm just, like I said, I'm hoping he grow the beard back. I actually like the little Irish look. look, look like a, He looks like an Irish lumberjack, if you could, that makes any kind of sense. But it's a cool look for him. Not to, you know, and I, I, I don't know. He's trying to get some of that Peyton Manning money. That's like, why he had yeah. shaved that beard off. I he wants some of that, well, that off-season money. Is that insulting? What is an Irish lumberjack? Like, that's, like, really strange. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been insulting him with that because you know, I think well, I say Irish because it reminds me of the Notre Dame picture. That's what pops in my head when I see, you know, the face of part of how his beard used to look. Plus Notre Dame wow. to be on um, the uh what's called um uh, yes. uh, uh, pack yesterday. Well, he called him a giant and that'll be up next. That will yeah, Mike, that did you just call him a giant leprechaun? And no, he did not. Yes. Oh yes, you, you um, said he was no. He looks like the Notre Dame. He looks he like the Notre Dame. That. That's a giant leprechaun. He's a leprechaun. You called him basically a giant leprechaun. This Irish lumberjack thing is getting way out of hand. <laughs> this is too much. Um, it's early. It's early on a Sunday. We have in the we having our we having our Sunday Sunday driver conversation. That's all that is. Yeah, pretty much. We forgot fans were there. Um, so we do have Anquan Bolden in the mix for Detroit. We've got Golden Tate. Golden Tate is up, moving around, healthy. Golden the defense Tate actually looks pretty decent. They look pretty hard talking about Golden, Golden Tate. Golden Tate needs to stop talking about like the number him one wide receiver. Before we he just... get back into number two wide receiver mode. He's we got the mouth of number one. Before we start giving him the side eye like we did last season. Just hold on. Let him No, let him he, not he, he, he keeps the side eye. I don't know if I agree with you on why we got to wait? Why we got to be patient? Right. He, he, he keeps the side season. eye. Well, he got his. Well, say, I'm, I'm going to lift my side eye and my puppy dog. Nah. So okay, you can lift yours. My side eye is still on him. I'm going to lift it for the first <laughs> game. I'm going to do it. You ain't earn, you ain't earn the mouth that you got. All right, you know he, what? I'll he, give him the first three games. I'm just giving him the first two because after that second game, if he started looking like Golden Tate, then, you know, it's, hope is gone. He gonna need Obi Wan Kenobi to help him. Uh-uh. <laughs> Tell me Obi Wan Kenobi, what? you're my only you're hope. You're my only hope. <laughs> <laughs> we need the force. Right. <laughs> he 
Man, no. oh, man. That's oh, gosh. Go so I'm listing my side eye on him right now. Now, but when we look at even the defense, the defense is above average. I don't know if it's the same killer defense that they tried to reenact, that they're trying to reenact from the 2012-2013 season. But they look pretty consistent. The O-line actually did a pretty decent job in preseason, but we also know that was tryouts for some people. So today we get to see the full first-string O-line and see how well they protect Matt Stafford. Also, see how many holes they allow for the wide receivers to hit and just how they move on that line, even with the snaps. So it's almost like watching Detroit, in an, in essence, for the first time. They made a lot of changes in the last season and over the summer. So we get to see how it all comes together. In this first game, if, you know, more changes are coming because Martha ain't playing and them Jackie O'Nass as well. I'm like, Jackie O'Nass as well. Go to the Detroit game. I'm also going to get them glasses yeah, and them pearls, and I'm just going to sit there with this shirt. Them Jackie O'Nass glasses and them pearls. That's that what, what I'm going to do. I support Martha. Hey, Mike, sounds like we got to go to Party City and buy her the costume first. Uh, you know what, man? What? We might have to do, you know. No, we'll get the, get the real City. gloves. Why we go? Why we do party too? That's kind of like on. Come on, man. We can't. We we cannot be low budget, brother. That's not cool. We got. We can't do that. We cannot be low budget. I refuse. This woman is from the Firestone family that married into the Ford family, and you want me to go to the party? No, 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 no. She got money. She the Firestone slash Detroit money. She can afford the real ones. I ain't got her money. Party City gonna have to do for right now. <laughs> I ain't got her money. If I had her money, I could buy her the real one. I'm sorry, I'm keeping it real. I won't take for Martha. All right, so um, they are going up against the Indianapolis Colts and just real talk. What are you guys thinking? Um, can Detroit pull it off, or is this sort of a let's figure out where we actually are in this league? Well, if you right look now. at it from a, from a defensive standpoint, you know the the, the Colts have a slight edge over the Lions. Um, for when it comes down to yards per game allowed, right now, uh, the Lions just don't have don't don't have what they need in order on the offensive side. But we'll probably see a lot different today, especially with you know Anquan Bolden playing and like you said, Golden Tate, and maybe this will revive you know revive their game a lot. They have like we said before, they did a lot of rebuilding over the summer. Um, last year we started seeing some of that rebuilding toward the end of the season uh, when Martha stepped in and was like, hey. This is not going to be it. People come here to be entertained, and this is not entertaining at all. I'm paraphrasing, you know, but I get it. So, but when it comes Honestly, down I would have loved to have seen her off the, off the air comments. I bet you that old lady got into some behinds and ways oh, you know that we she don't did, hear man. old folks speak. You, man, you know, she took them behind, brought them all into one room, sat there at the desk, and just, and just first she gave them the evil eye. She scanned the room. <laughs> You know man, how I, do, man. I mean, then she started when, using phrases from like 1960, like this is hogwash. I am not. Playing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like when old folks. I am not uh, paying you, you to be out here belittling. You, you feel so small. You know you what I'm saying. Feel so small, and that's kind of it's kind of hard to feel small next to that small frame person. And I bet you she made some grown well, men look man, real small in that room. Well, you know, well you have to understand. She, you know, she's mother at that point. So it's not. What are you gonna say? She's mother and she's in charge. Financially, she's in charge. It's is she is it. So I don't think you have too much to say about what you know. If she has you in there. Oh no, you don't have to say. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be you know, honest, and 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 here's my take on it. 
I am going to roll with Indianapolis, but my heart is really in Detroit right now for this game. But if I had to look on paper, which I do often, and as many blogs as I write, I gotta, I really gotta take Indy on this one, and it's breaking my heart because I think Detroit can pull it off. And I wonder if I'm the only one. And I agree. And I agree with you about them being able to pull it off because, you know, even if you look at it now, right? So, let's look at, you know, rushing there pretty even. Um, the Lions are 83.4, average 83.4 yards a game. Let's pull, in other words, neither one of them has strong rushes. They don't have a strong rushing game. Their passing games are very close, 263.2 yards, 231.5 yards a game. You know, so they're, only, they're really, really, really close when it comes down to it, and that's what makes the game so interesting at this point because it could really go either way with them. Um, even on the defensive side, they're, they're not, you know, not too far from each other. Uh, if I had to take my pick, though, I'd say I kind of want Detroit to win. <laughs> I'm gonna roll with Detroit for it. I give them the edge. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. It won't. I don't think it's gonna be a high-scoring game, or I think it'll be somewhere in the mid twenty to thirty. I do want to roll with Detroit, even even if it sounds crazy to people listening. Even if they're like, "Oh my God, they don't know what they're talking about." I honestly just think that Detroit is hasn't proven to me this season that they're underrated. They did a very good job of that the last few seasons, but oh, I don't know. My for God, some reason, I, I really want to roll okay. with them, so Mike, I, I forget it. Ask, I'm just going to uh, roll with them. Um, before I give my pick, i got to ask Mike this. Is it just yeah. me, or does Cat sound like she rushing? She she talking with the Micro Machines voice and talking real fast, fast over there. No. Yeah, that was my favorite commercial when I was little. I used to try to talk like that. My, my mother... It really worked. But I, I, Your I, mom was probably know. irritated by you trying to talk fast. She, yeah, she was like, please, just what do you want, child? So I, it didn't work. I thought the commercial was fly, though. And Mr. Micro Machines popping off cast is trying to do her, her thing with the talking fast. Well, I'm going to roll with uh, the Colts, and this is not because I dislike Detroit, and this is not because I like the Colts. I don't. I'll be, I'll be honest, I often rolled with the Colts because last season because I wanted the Colts to do good because I had Andrew Luck on my fantasy team, um, and I was stuck with Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning that neither, wanted to, neither one of them seemed to want to get on the field. But since I don't have any Colts on my fantasy team this year, I don't care. I also don't have any Detroit players on my fantasy team. I don't care. I honestly think, like Mike said, the running game is a wash. The passing game is a wash. The tight ends are a wash. Uh, the, the defense is a wash. I think this is going to come down to which team has the better receivers today. And if I had to pick the receivers, I would roll with Indianapolis receivers over Detroit's receivers. And I'm going to go with Indianapolis over Detroit. I personally don't care who wins or loses. But I think all those other things being a watch, I think the, I think the receivers are going to be the decision. And, you know, I can pretty much agree with you on that because everything else bounces out so much. You know, it's like they don't really have – you know, I, I think either way it goes, you know, I'm still pulling for Detroit. Like I said, I don't believe it's going to be anything close. Or, you know, I don't believe it's going to be a huge disparity between scoring, I should say. I don't see that at all. Um, but – We'll see, man. When you know at 4:45 kickoff time, ladies and gentlemen, y'all tune in and check it out. 
And, you know, let us know what you think. Give us a call um, at 646-787-8589. Or you can hit us on Twitter or on Facebook. And, you know, let's talk about it. See what you all think. You know, we would definitely love for you all to give us a call and, you know, get your take on the two games we talked about thus far. And as we keep moving forward, we have... Uh-huh. <laughs> I was waiting for that too. <laughs> oh man, she, we got the superior commercial popping off over here. here. Her, her margarine uh, crown on her head. She's all excited. Hey, right, we yeah. got the gay in the background. Right, that is what it is. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to football as we talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Of course, the whole world knows that's my favorite team. And they actually go up against Tennessee today. So it's a pretty good matchup. One of the funniest things that I saw this week when doing research and writing in different blogs was they said it's funny Adrian Peterson had as many rushing yards last year as the entire team. Wow. The Tennessee Titans had period for the season. So, you know, that gave us some hope. Now I'm going to kick it off with an injury that's a little bit of a downer. Rose has been listed as questionable. So we do not know if he will be in the game, and that's that's very key when going up against the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans have a very good quarterback. They are very consistent in the quarterback it, in the quarterback section, and they are also consistent when it comes to using their weapons as wideouts. So we have to see how the Minnesota defense stacks up against that. The Minnesota defense is brutal. They do hit hard. They do move fast. We're hoping this year that we're able to see them stop their down. For the last few seasons, they're to try to put pieces together, together because uh, the opposition, third down, that seems to be something that they're able to convert on when it comes to playing against the Vikings. If that can be stopped, not only turnovers being forced, but I want to see more interceptions, especially from that secondary. The secondary is strong enough to this point where I plan on not just seeing them forced incompletions, but also more turnovers. The O-line looks pretty decent. Um, right now the biggest thing on the table is the quarterback issue. Minnesota has had a, a years, unfortunately, of playing with subpar, pretty pretty, pretty bad, ponderish-like quarterbacks. And had a couple of ours, Jacksons, in there. And well, let's keep it real. We don't want to remember, but. For his career today, he's trying to keep playing. He's trying to keep his job. He's trying to keep Sam Bradford. No, 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 no. Sean Hill is the number two. It's clear that Sean Hill is the number two. It's clear that Sam Bradford was brought in to be the number one and the starting quarterback. But again, I do understand at this point. Sean Hill is talking to his wife at night trying to keep that spot. It's clear that Sean Hill is talking to his wife at night because they give him a check on Tuesday and they eat. <laughs> and we just uh, they eat well and they're real, ladies and gentlemen. Is what we do on this show. Hey, they eat. So, right. So, Sean Hill understands he's the number two. That if he has to step up to be the number one, kind of like a vice president situation, somebody happens to the president, you got to be ready to go. He understands his role, and that's what I like about him. But Sam Bradford, again, not being there in the preseason, not getting a feel for the team because who thought he would be needed. He's got to understand the language. He's got to see how everything goes. And, I mean, it's cool. He's back out there on the field with Adrian. Um, so there's some college life there. So that may work out. But we just honestly have to see. So, unfortunately, week one of the regular season is a trial and error 
for my team at the quarterback position. Do I want to see Sam Bradford do great? Honestly, I do. I do. I um, think they gave up a whole heck of a lot for him. But at the same time, I honestly think that if they pull it together and they have that chemistry, for a lot of teams it's more than just the quarterback. You can have a great quarterback and a terrible team. You can have an amazing team and a Rex Grossman and went to the Super Bowl. Uh, and you know, we're just saying. See, but Rex Grossman went to the Super Bowl. As much as we crack jokes, he, he, he went to the Super Bowl. But he went to the Super Bowl. And why, though? Because he had an amazing hey. secondary. The defense hey, didn't hey, play. He had an amazing everything, but I'm going I'm to defend Rex Grossman only because I'm a Bears fan. Rex he Grossman is never going to defend Rex Grossman again in his Super whole Bowl. entire life. He don't even like the man. He never defended him. He's just mad. <laughs> but honestly, I don't. I hate I, Rick I Grossman. I hated that term. Rick Grossman is our quarterback. But now that he's off the team, I have not I'm, thrown. I can oh, Lord. We talk about Rick Grossman. I have not thrown the Vikings in the tank at all. Um, a lot of people are just kind of, they're nervous. They're nervous because Teddy worked so hard in the offseason. Teddy looked really good in the preseason game. And this is a team that was mentioned in possible Super Bowl contention, and they felt like that might have gotten thrown out the water. I've seen worse. I've seen worse make it. If the chemistry for that team is together, North Turner pulls it out as the OC and some amazing plays from the run game to the aerial attack. This team, I'm not ready to take him out of Super Bowl talk. I'm definitely not ready to take him out of postseason talk or give up the crown, give the crown back to the Packers for the NFC North. And that's just how I feel. And it's not simply all favoritism. It's just looking at the numbers, watching how well the team works in the offseason and knowing what their mentality is now and the type of coach that they have in Coach Zimmer. I'm not giving up on them. Sam Bradford is just a hicker. They've had hiccups for quarterback before. I will support that statement of not wanting to give it back to the Packers. A Bears fan never roots for the Vikings, but a Bears fan will root for the Packers to not be in first place. So <laughs> I will support that statement. Let's not let the Packers have first place in the division back. Well, then it's settled. So the Vikings will take that. Thank you very much for your support. No, I'm so. Let's keep it real. I'm not supporting the Vikings. I'm supporting the Packers losing. <laughs> Just supporting them losing. <laughs> oh, wow. So, moving right along. What do you guys think, though? They are going up against the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans don't have a sleeper quarterback. From the day he set foot on the field, though, they definitely don't have a sleeper quarterback. So, I believe of course the, I'm rolling with the Vikings, the Vikings because I think the Vikings, honestly, are walking in there with a the better team. But, you know, overall, what do you guys think, think when it comes to who will take it in this matchup? I believe the Vikings should win this game handily. I don't believe that it should even be close. As much as people want to give Marcus Mariota a chance to be so great and as much as the Tennessee Titans are getting better, I don't even think this should even be a conversation. I know on Sundays and us talking heads want to give you all the reasons why Tennessee is getting much better. And, yeah, Tennessee is getting better. But the Vikings are in a different class. This shouldn't even be close. I'm not going to sit up here and say that this is going to be a blowout in the Vikings' favor, but I believe while we're while the teams are on the field, this shouldn't even look like this is even about. Um, the fact the fact that we are having this conversation means that some people want 
the Vikings to look better than them. Some people want Marcus Mariota to look like he's a greater quarterback than he is. And Marcus Mariota might eventually develop into exactly what we're saying. But that being said, the Vikings are just in a different class, and this shouldn't even be a close game. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with y'all. We have bees flying by us as I speak. Hey, I'm outside. What can I say? Um, on this beautiful day here in Chicago, I am going to be in support of the Minnesota Vikings beating the Tennessee Titans. Um, I do see where I'm looking at the matchup. They just have they have a better overall. They 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 just have the better um, team. So I think when it comes down to it, it's, you know, it's like any other any given Sunday, like the movie says, and like we Yay! all say when it comes to the game. You know, it is all about who who wants it more, who's going to come down to, you know, plan. Um, you know, it definitely matters how the refs call the game, if they're going to call um, any of the type of hits like uh, Cam, Cam Newton took the other day. You know, if, if that's going to be something that pay more attention to. And I know we're going to talk about that later, but I just want to bring it up because these are the type of things that after the first game of the season, which was last Thursday, you know, this, this right now is the first game for everybody else. And, and using that as a precedent of moving forward, um, you know, see what see what goes down, man. Minnesota definitely has the edge on the defensive side. They just, you know, I, I can't even be mad with them. They they do come with it. Um, they will hit you. Uh, I would like to see them wrap up a little bit more. But when it, hey, man, I'm just, I think it's going to really boil down to who wants it more. Um, if you look at the matchup on NFL.com, though, the defensive is they're very very close. Uh, total total yards per game allowed 344.2 towards uh, Minnesota, whereas <clears throat> excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, um, the Titans only allowed 342.2 passing yards. Pretty much the same rushing. So, like we said on the other team, you know, the other game, it's pretty much a wash. They're so even. It really comes down to you know, it's going to come down to running game and passing game today on both Definitely. sides. I think that's really what we're going to look at because. You know, um, everywhere else, they only the only only place they don't have the edge offensively, in all honesty, is in passing yardage. That's the only only where only place where uh, Minnesota lacks the edge. But everywhere else, offensively, man, it's, it's, I, don't, I don't know where they're going to be. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout, but I think I, I got to give the edge to Minnesota on this one. So, and I can't say blowout either. Uh, and the reason being is just the quarterback issue. We've got to figure that out. We've got to see what works for Minnesota. So once that's figured out, maybe other games will be blowouts. I do know Sean Hill is not a punk. He does not mind airing it out. And then that's absolutely beautiful because they got some really good young wide receivers. So I, I, I know I, the edge for me definitely goes to Minnesota. So what are you, what are you thinking? Uh, like I was saying, I believe Minnesota, the edge is strongly in their favor. They're in a different class over Tennessee. And even with the QB issue, I believe I believe we could have Christian Ponder back in a Vikings uniform and the Vikings would still be in a different class. That's how much. Uh, what you I say? No. <laughs> I think you just I'm sorry. I know Vikings saying Christian Where Ponder's name. online? <laughs> No. <laughs> they don't like hearing that name. But back to my point, I just don't believe even when you get down to the score, the score might be closer than 
one would expect. But when you take the eye test, I believe the Vikings are so far in a different class, and the eye test is just generally what people show. And because your average fan does not go and look at all of the stats that we look at. Your average fan is not a, a statistical king over there with their accounting classes knowing how to look at all of these numbers. They just look with the eye test. And when you look at this game today, the Vikings are just going to clearly look better. It's not even going to be close as far as who just looks better, who looks like the team that is crisp. I believe everything else outside of the QB will look so much more crisp. And even at the QB position, let's keep it real. Sean Hill is a veteran. Um, He's got four years in the league, five years in the league. Uh, But Marcus Mariano, this is only his second season. I believe Sean Hill, while he does not have the talent of Marcus Mariota, he may have the calmness of being able to control the better team. When you have everything around you, I'm sorry. If your team is that good around you, I'm a five foot nine guy that, that is not in shape. I believe I might be more calm because I know I have the better team around me if I was at the helm for the Vikings. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We are all unanimously on the Vikings side for today. Um, I can't remember the last time this happened in our history. <laughs> I am very happy. I was finally. We got two Bears fans on the show finally, that don't want to root for the Vikings. Finally, finally got you guys on board. I am so excited. I don't know what to do Let's with myself. Let's keep it myself. real. We're not I... on board with you. We are not on board with the Vikings. Yes, we are. We're on board with the fact that we are not stupid. We are not, and there's no <laughs> way. I mean, the Titans should have a chance. There's no way the Titans should have a chance. Um, no, they shouldn't. So today we are all so we're all rolling with the Vikings. And our final um, look today, definitely want to take a look at Can't Talk NFC North without talking about the Green Bay Packers, whether you guys like it or not. Huge rivalry with the Vikings, definitely a huge rivalry with the Bears, but they kind of got an easy season opener. They kind of go up against Jacksonville. Please, Jaguar fans, do not put a dagger in my heart for that one. But honestly, you're playing Green Bay. You're playing Aaron Rodgers. Now, earlier we might have, well, we did have a member of our staff say that Matt Stafford couldn't be mentioned in the same sentences as a Drew Brees or a Peyton Manning. No, no, no. I didn't Brady, say he but can. we cannot. I want to put him in that sentence. No, I don't think he can be in that sentence. They want to be him to be in that sentence. Okay, well, uh, we'll figure out what was different about that in, in a little bit. But, <laughs> but um, in moving forward, we have to give that to Aaron Rodgers. There is no way in the world. And I'm sorry, guys, if you hear all the traffic behind us. Yes, we are in tailgate mode. We are live. If you're in Chicago, we are at Ravens Place, 130th and Western Avenue, Blue Island, right outside of South Chicago. And it's fun. It's amazing. Fans, everything. So, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of noise today, but we are in full football season opener mode. But going back to um, this matchup, Aaron Rodgers, you can't sleep on. Now, we do know he does have Jordy Nelson back. Jordy Nelson has to work his way back into the game. That was a pretty big injury, a lot of time off, and we already know that if it takes these guys one or two games to get their football legs back, it's going to take Jordy even longer. But I would not be surprised if Jordy came and stepped right back into his role. So it is a plus with Jordy coming back. But Aaron Rodgers has been key and amazing with so many other wide-out weapons. Also, when it comes to the running backs, we've got to see what in. What 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 Lacey is gonna do? I um I was a fan of Lacey his rookie season. 
slacked off a little bit, but we definitely got to see what he's going to do, how he's going to be effective. He's made some changes once again with losing weight, changing his diet, everything in the off season to become more effective. So we honestly have to see how that's going to affect the game. Honestly, this is a no brainer, definitely running, definitely rolling with Green Bay on this one over Jacksonville. Jacksonville's just not in the caliber that Green Bay is in. And unless Green Bay doesn't feel like playing, I can't see how Green Bay wouldn't come along and capitalize on this one and get the W. So I'm really honestly wondering what you guys are thinking, if you're on the same boat with me. Not that we're cheering Green Bay on, but we have to give credit where credit is due. Um, We have to also see what the O-line is looking like. Aaron Rodgers is another quarterback, but despite how – beautiful these passes are and how much of a beast he is on the field and how great of a leader he is. At the same time, his O-line has been trash. I can't even say they're bad. They're trash. I've never seen a man, like, eat so much grass and turf in my life next to Jay Cutler for no reason. So they actually worked on that. And they even, um, you know, made some changes, even with Bakhtiari. So we really... I love the fact that he makes adjustments real-time in games. He doesn't let a team pound them over and over the same way. He actually goes in and makes that adjustment. So I like what I see from Green Bay. I, I, I hate to say that, but I do like what I see from Green Bay. You touched on something that he I, was, I think he said like and, and Aaron Rodgers have a, have a side bet on who's going to eat more grass every season. I think they have a side bet that they literally count that at the end of every season. Now, if we get back to the matchup, I think the Packers should outclass the Jaguars, but let's keep it real. The Jaguars are looking better and better and better when it comes to their defense. They are building a defense that in two to three years, I would be afraid to go up against Jacksonville Jaguars. This Although the Packers should outclass because they're a much better team, I won't be surprised if this is a close game. I will not be surprised. Blake Bortles is looking much better as things go along. They have some big, big wide receivers that can go up and get the ball. Class or not, the Jacksonville Jaguars is not looking as bad as they used to. The AFC South is quietly growing. Um, and looking much better. The AFC South is, I swear, the NFC North is in the AFC South today because they're all playing AFC South team. Um, And Green Bay should just clearly win this game. Although Green Bay should clearly win this game, I'm not sure if it's going to happen. And because I love to root against the Packers, I'm going to pick the Jaguars today. I'm going to go with the underdog pick. That's going to be my quiet pick. Well, here's the crazy thing. I don't even see, like, I'm looking at the comparison, right? And offensively, Jacksonville has an edge. Defensively, Jacksonville has an edge. The only place they don't have the edge is is rushing yards per game allowed, and that's it. But I do. I don't. I don't really see, you know, I mean, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, who is obviously Aaron Rodgers. You know, you can't discount his talent. You can't discount the fact that you know what's throw crazy the ball about up. that. When you look at Green Bay on paper and you look at Green Bay in a game, it's 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 night and day. It is, which is so crazy because like here, you would think that they're outclassed, but they but they go play a game and they win from the better team on paper. Now, a lot of that is game time. A lot of it is, you know, 
the paper really doesn't matter when it comes down to it. We all know that. Um, it, it's just paper. It's just uh, analysts and critics making guesses off of what they think, uh, you know, predictions off of what they think is past behavior or this happened last game and this, you know, so it's all a guessing game when it comes down to it anyway. But the truth of the matter is when you step on the field on Sunday or whatever day you step on the field, uh, you know, what level you play in a sport, you know, whatever arena you step into, that's the day that matters. That's the only thing that matters. So even though Jacksonville does have the edge here from the standpoint on paper, I kind of got to give it to, you know, I don't think it's going to be too close. I don't think it's going to be blow a blowout at it by any means at all, you know. But I do see it being a very good game because you know they can play, you know. And, and I don't recall what last year's game was, but I'm still looking forward to the outcome, and I'm looking forward to a good game. And I believe that when it really comes down to it, Jacksonville just may edge out Green Bay and give them the first loss of the season. This is this is very true. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are pausing just for a little moment while we walk through the venue. We're talking uh, about uh, Green Bay and Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> think are, about it so, for a second. <laughs> when we think about it, we gotta we gotta figure this out. So I know I'm rolling with Green Bay. We got one for Jacksonville. So, Mike, did you give your pick as of yet? I gave my pick for Jacksonville. Okay, did we just lose somebody? Are we dealing with no, we're all difficulties? <laughs> okay, there we are. No, we're yeah, all I good. gave my pick for Jacksonville, and it's not because of my disdain for Green Bay. It's just about it's just about me and loving what Jacksonville is doing. That's all it is about. It's just me loving what Jacksonville is doing. And I agree with you, man. They they uh, they are doing a great job building that team up, and it works. It's working out so well for them. They play at such a high intensity all the time that it's very you know when it, when it comes down to the matchup today, it's going to come down to who you know who wants it more because we everybody knows the Green Bay doesn't give up back like that. You know, they will fight to the very end of the game, which we've seen in the past two seasons with Eric Rogers throwing up Hail Marys and getting touchdowns and winning. So, when it really looks – looks, I, I'm still going to push for Jacksonville, though. I got to – I can't be on the Green Bay side. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen for me. I can't do it. So I'll take Jacksonville because it's going to be a close game, and I believe Jacksonville's defense might be the deciding factor today. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Who are you rolling with, Cass, or did you already say? Are you on the Jacksonville side of Green Bay? I can't remember. Nope, Green Bay. I called it. Green Bay, uh-huh. Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay. Well, we are. You never in your life hear me say Green Bay that many times again. But <laughs> that is what I'm rolling with Sounds today. like there's only one game I know, I know on paper Jacksonville looks to have the pick. edge, but, yeah, there's no. No, I, I, I definitely believe that um, Aaron Rodgers and crew are going to come to life. And like we said before, like I mentioned before, you know, we've got to see, you know, what happens with the Jordy Nelson situation. So at this point, I'm rolling with Green Bay for this game. So now that we have gotten our NFL life out, there is another aspect of 
the game that we adore so much, and that's college football, NCAA football. Serious yesterday. Oh, my gosh. I hope you guys got a chance to see some of the games. But I'm going to let Renard and Mike take it away because they saw some of the most amazing games, the same games that I saw, some shockers. And we even had a team that we honestly do believe actually did press the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings button. We think Ohio was going to play. Let's do this now. So we're going to talk about that. So welcome to our NCAA football portion of the show. I mean, there were so many great games uh, yesterday. And the games that we just love to watch. uh, In college, the big game, the big shocker was the ending of that I still am still shocked about Oklahoma State. First of all, the play shouldn't have even been allowed to happen because when it, it should have been called intentional grounding, the referees were not even supposed to allow an extra dead, dead clock play to happen. But even though they allowed the dead clock play to happen, it, it, it really, the next play shouldn't have even been good enough to happen. When you see that next play, they threw a Hail Mary player caught it. He went up high and real caught it. Then he had the presence of mind, the, the positive fortitude to pass it to another play that ran in a slant for a defense. No one saw Central Michigan beating Oklahoma State. No one saw that coming. I, that, that, was, that was just a beautiful play. But then it was, we, man. You it, know, it, I've, I've watched the video a few times, actually, and it, it 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 was just so like you said he had such great presence of mind to even know his player was there. Um, his player's in a good position, so it wasn't a forward lateral. And then after that, it was it was just you know run and catch. It, it was the wildest inning to a college football game so far this year to kick off the season. And, and, and you couldn't ask for anything better for the second week, man. It was great. It was absolutely beautiful to watch. I mean, to call it beautiful to watch, it to call it beautiful to watch uh, is not even is not even enough to 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 describe it. And I'm still in shock, as you see. I keep pausing. I'm just imagining the play in my head. I can't believe that that happened. But if I was Oklahoma State, I'd still be so upset that they even allowed the play to happen. Those officials will be sat down after uh, uh, after the weekend is over with. Well, they actually admitted that it was you know supposed that they were supposed to do that. So um, they, I think after the game was over, they realized, oh god, we made a mistake. Like, yeah, it's kind of late now. The game is over. They won, man. Why are you going to admit that? You know, and everybody knew it. So we do expect these type of things to happen every now and then. Uh, you know, fortunately for Central Michigan, it, it was in their favor, and they took great advantage of it and made a spectacular play and came away with the win. Um, the game I got to catch yesterday was number two Clemson playing um, Troy. And, ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you that, the game up until the fourth quarter was close. It made, to me, it didn't make any sense. I just posted on Facebook, like, how number two – Clemson tie, you know, they only a three-point lead at, at the fourth quarter, ten to th- thirteen to ten against Troy. But then all of a sudden, you know, the defense takes hold of the game, and with um, they come, their defense scores on a touchdown, 
and they just routed it from there. However, the score only ended up being 30-24, to 24, so that lets you know that Troy didn't let them get too far ahead of, ahead of them. They were only six points down um, when it really comes down to it. Man, it was a great game. The fourth quarter was the best part of the game, is what I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, because that's where all the action happened. <laughs> the fourth quarter was the best part of the whole game. You know, um, it was three to three the first the first quarter, um, seven to ten in favor of Clemson on the second quarter. Then it was halftime. Third quarter there was no score whatsoever on either side. In the fourth quarter, Clemson outscored Troy seventeen to fourteen to come away with a thirty twenty four win. So I don't. I really don't see them being able to maintain that number two spot, though, after, you know, fighting because of the opponent they played, you know, and how close the score was. I think they may drop down to number three. We'll see um, how that work, how that all unfolds. Um, we should find out. We should know today, actually. Let me see if they have those rankings up. Um, but either way, it was one of the few games I get to watch because I work on Saturdays. But it was it – was, Actually, you know, like I said, the fourth quarter was the best part of the entire game to me, which I don't know if that says a lot. It doesn't say a lot. It depends on who you are. But it, it was it was great. You know, like they say, they squeaked by Troy, and they were not lying. They totally squeaked by them. Other than that, I think um, – who else did we get a chance to catch yesterday? Who did you get a chance to see, Renard? <laughs> are you muted? There we go. I'm I'm back on uh back in in the room and the next game that I had to say that I saw was the Ohio State game versus Tulsa. That whole first half was a very close game and all of a sudden it wasn't close. Tulsa was looking like they were moving the ball up the field and they just couldn't score. Um early early plays were results of excellent defense. As a matter of fact, Tulsa threw an interception on the first play of the game off the deflection, and the, the safeties and corners just made great plays. It was 3-3, three to three, then it was 6-3, to three. and then it was like 9,000-3 to three, all of a sudden. <laughs> I mean, it, it started raining, uh, and all of a sudden, Ohio State said, yeah, we know how to play in this Midwest weather, and then – Halftime happened. There was two pick sixes before halftime was over with. It, it went into to halftime. Then they called a, a weather delay because there was lightning within 10 miles of the stadium. Then they came out, and they just kept doing – the defense was in that game was the deciding factor. Ohio State's offense early in the game didn't look like they could make a decision. Well – the defense made some excellent decisions. Pick sixes. The QB for Tulsa, he was he was trying to force plays, and it's already bad. It's already a bad idea to try to force a play up against a team in good weather conditions. But in bad weather conditions, you're trying to force plays, and the ball just sliding out out of their hands. I say it was nine thousand to three was the final score, but it might have been ten thousand, a ten thousand, eleven thousand, one million to three by the by the time it was over with. I mean, yeah, man, it's, you know, Ohio State's one of those teams, I mean, too, like like man said, they must have hit the hot wings button and said, let's turn on the heat. <laughs> it just took off from there. Um, let's see, who else played? Alabama played Western Kentucky yesterday, and they beat them handily 38-10. Uh, what do you expect? They're number one team in the country, so you don't really expect them to have trouble with the team of Western Kentucky. Not that Western Kentucky's bad, but – 
you know, that, that Donovan defense held them to two, you know, to no scores for the second and third quarter. They have them held to a field goal for the first quarter, and then they only had they scored one touchdown, you know, an um, extra point in the fourth quarter. And the offense was just phenomenal for, you know, just very methodically just handling doing what they need to do. And they come away with the win. Florida State, our resident Florida State, I'm not going to talk about this and she doesn't mind because she is such a fan. Well, one of the things is, before we even get into that Florida State game, let's talk about this uh, – this Illinois versus North Carolina game. Being that I'm a Bears fan, you notice that I really, really want to talk about Lovey Smith. And everything yeah. about that game, Illinois looks like they're a Lovey Smith coach team. And when I say that, take every positive and negative out of that sentence. Their defense is, is ball hawking. I saw safety. They're going after the ball. I saw multiple times it was almost an interception. I saw force fumble. But that being said, they still – Lovey Smith just refuses to hire a good offensive coordinator. He just refuses. I don't know what it is. I mean, when you don't know who to ask, do what Jim Harbaugh did for Michigan. He wants another defensive coordinator, so he picked up the phone and called Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick said he doesn't know who, who would be good, but I'll call you back. And he called back. I mean, Lovey Smith, you have, even if you don't feel like you have the relationship with Bill Belichick, call Tony Dungeon. Tony Dungy can tell you who to hire on offensive side of the ball. As a matter of fact, Tony Dungy never was a great offensive guy. He was an excellent defensive guy, so he always hired a great offensive guy. So pick up the phone. Lovey Smith, I'm, I went to University of Illinois, and in my lifetime, I can't think of when University of Illinois had a great offense. We've had some great offensive players, but not a, never a great offense. See what Michigan has started. Now everybody's going to be calling the NFL for advice. <laughs> Goodness, Lovey has Lovey has worked with some very good offensive coordinators. He knows some very good co- offensive coordinators. So it's up to Lovey, honestly, in, in this aspect, to to know that he needs to reach out to a great offensive coordinator and to get one in there, or at least get pointers from one, develop one, or something, so that they're effective on both sides of the ball. Anytime we see the name Lovey Smith, we know the defense is nine times out of ten going to be stellar. So we are expecting a defense out of Illinois that we have probably never seen before, very NFL-esque. We can get the offensive side of the ball like that, Illinois would be a uh, and it would be such a, such a gratifying thing, especially for us who live here in Illinois. Wish you and I could just go ahead and win the title at least once, just one time. But you know, we as we all know on, on college side of ball, you got to have both weapons and more so on offense because it is you know it's like a scoring bonanza nowadays. You know, it's it's about putting up points and pretty much you know, I hate to say it, by like destroying your opponent. You know, with all of the youth and the, all the weapons that the, these teams have, regardless of what you know what level they play at, um, we definitely would like to see U of I be able to contend for you know the Big Ten championship. Um, it may not be. I don't see it happening this year. Um, I think Levy's going to do what he needs to do to get the the defense going, uh, which is to be expected. He's always been a very good coach on that side. Um, once he finds balance, and he hopefully he'll. He's listening, or someone's in his ear saying, "Hey, man, why don't you just, you know, call such and such, or call this person, or hey, why don't you call Tony Dungy? 
see what he got to say. Just, you know, bosses around off, off colleagues. Because that's what, you know, as good coaches and just as people who, who have worked in this business, and they all know each other. They all know the strong points of what they bring in the game. You know, I think if you're going to make a decision for any coordinator, you will take the time out to do the research see what they've done, and especially if you're interested, if you if you really want to win on the college level, you know, that you, that's something you have to have. you got to have that. And you just have to have the person that can utilize the personnel you have. If you have an offensive office coordinator that comes in and says, I have this wide receiver set, I have this set running back, and I got this quarterback, and this is my line, and they can find a scheme that fits that talent, you can destroy people. I've seen it done. <laughs> you know, but <clears> – <throat> It is what it is on that, and we hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they will go ahead and, you know, turn out of what turns to be a very good um, turnaround season for them, and we can see the beginnings of the U of I that, you know, the, I'm sure the fans want to see, as well as some other people um, as well. And um, who else we want to talk about here? I, I got I to gotta bring up this. recruits he was able to get at the last minute most of the players on the that are starting are seniors he's dealing with people from a previous regime so just like last season had to to deal with the hand we was dealt this season i will have much higher expectations but like you were saying we really got the other games and one of the games talk about is did northwestern Hey man, don't sleep on the Cardinals. <laughs> you cannot sleep on Illinois State, dude. You really can't. But they, they... I'm not even talking about sleeping on them. They got embarrassed. Well, it's Northwestern, man. I mean, like we, you know what? We we are definitely gonna do. We this year we have to do what we said we're gonna do last year and go see a Northwestern game, just to go. You know, you and I we will. And probably wrote out to a couple of U of I teams, U of I games as well. Just so we can see that atmosphere and get that feel for We, yeah, we definitely should. We're making that a point. We are going Northwestern. We're coming for you. Coming. The game. We're tailgating. We're wearing shirts. We're giving shirts away. We're in full purple that day. Not because Prince died. We are straight in full purple. We are supporting. Northwestern, so we oh, no, 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 no. the game, and we are going to road trip down. Okay, see, I, I'm not supporting Northwestern. I went to Illinois, and all those people that want to claim that Northwestern is uh, is the Chicago team. Oh, no, 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 Illinois is the Chicago team, and you can support Northwestern. I'm not. I will be the one person in there. I'm in my sorry, Northwestern fans, that we were coming to have fun, and we're going to have this one party pooper. I'm a party so, pooper when it comes to Michael and I are coming to watch some football. <laughs> that should be the game we go to, Northwestern versus Illinois. That's what I say. Is it on the schedule? Oh, yes, it's on the schedule. They Look play in the schedule, same division. Look up the schedule. I'm going to see what day it okay, is. Okay, so what's the date of the game then? That's how uh, nah, nah, that, that would be too much like right now. They play on the 26th. Oh, November 26th, Northwestern, Illinois. We're there. We're bringing fans right, with us. Cool. We're bringing giveaways with us. Two will be in purple. As a matter of fact, that's the last game of the season. And we, we're going straight all in Thanksgiving weekend. I will, I will pick there. up the phone, call my sister Melissa. We will, we will be all blo- eye blocked out. We will be I and I, 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 I,
Uh, if you if you went to Illinois, you know what you say following ILL. It's I and I. And we will be Illinois anymore. I don't know people in college to call, but if you have beer, you call me. Let me know. Shoot a flare. Shoot a shirt my way. And people make a hand sign. That's all, that's all weekend. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, all I will I call all the people that I know. Uh, uh, we we, we may have to look for Kevin Hardy and Simeon Rice to pick up the phone. But 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 here's the funny thing, ladies and gentlemen. To listen to us talk about the Illinois State Northwestern game, you would think that it was a massive blowout, right? Just because of all the energy behind of you know, how we're trying to start off. It was nine. A whole nine to seven. That's it. It was nine to seven, ladies and gentlemen. But see, when you can't score more than more than seven points against Illinois, I have a problem. That's an embarrassment. Oh, oh my goodness. Which I don't know. It's an embarrassment on both sides. You're supposed to be what? Wanting to revoke a Northwestern uh, admission into the Big Ten yesterday. Well, you know, I mean, let's let's keep it real. They're, they're not neither one of those teams are right. You know, we're just talking about them because Northwestern's local and Mike brought up. <laughs> but but I understand. I do feel you on that. But if you look at some of the other teams across the uh, board, man, I mean, the scoring was just absolutely crazy yesterday. Uh, number 13, Louisville, Charles all over Syracuse, 62-28. I already gave you the Alabama-West Kentucky store, which is 38-10. Uh, Clemson barely squeaked out a win over uh, Troy, 30-24. Florida State, demolished Charleston Southern, 52-8. It, it wasn't even a contest. They had 28 points in the first quarter, dude. Yeah, yeah, we, we're going to come back to that because there's some things going on with them, and I'm sure you all have. If you've been following any of the NCAA news, there's a big controversy regarding stipends, but we'll get back to that in a little bit. Um, Ohio State, we mentioned, beat on Tulsa 48-3. Number five, Michigan beat UCF 51-14. to Michigan's come quite long there. I'm, I'm, I'm peeping it. Uh, Houston beat Lamar 42 to nothing. That was six to their number six. Number eight, well, these are all out of order, ladies and gentlemen, so don't trip. Well, actually, yeah, they're out of order. Uh, number uh, Washington beat Idaho 59 to 14. Georgia barely squeezed out a win over Nickel State 26 Had that same question though. I, I really. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I really have. It's, 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 it's I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like you want to start that. I don't know. I just do you. Can you
I can roll with you on that. I mean, looking at looking at the Georgia game, though, you know, um, they just had. I really can't explain why it was so close. I mean, if you look at the score, they out they scored seven to zero Georgia in just the um, first quarter. Nichols Nichols they scored seven to three. Then it was seven to sixteen. Then it was then in the last quarter Georgia didn't even score. You know, so I think it really came down to the you know if it was if you if they score if Nichols scores the first quarter, man, it's a totally different game. It's a totally different game. All they all they they score, they win. Something like that. If they would have scored the first quarter, because that's the only quarter they didn't score, they would have won the game by it had been thirty one twenty six. Had it turned out that way, that's the only thing to separate them. Now, does that say that Georgia's that bad, or is Nichols State that good? I think a little bit because Georgia is pretty And Georgia and not take It's just not. No, I really can't disagree with you on that at all. I mean, it, you know, the writing's on the wall, man. It's like, you know, I mean, they are number nine. It's not, but they even though they, they may be in the toss board, and another, you know, the, the commentators from the uh, from the uh, George, from the Clemson game, they were saying the same thing about them yesterday about how close the game was, you know, and how they may fall in the ranking. So, a lot of it is. You know, we all know schedules involved, your strength of schedule, how many points, you know, so on and so forth, all the things that add to being to get into the playoffs. But right now, man, I don't even see if they could – it's only the second game of the season. And granted, they're 2-0, and but they're barely beating these teams that they play. So, we'll see. Um, so, 10, when you guys look at the rankings, when you guys look at the rankings, though, do you feel like, you know, we, we had a conversation about Clemson earlier, so when you look at the top five, based on the games that were played this past weekend. What are you guys thinking? Like, have they honestly earned those spots, or have a few people fallen in your eyes? Um, I would say that Clemson is the only team out of the top five right now that would be kind of questionable, and that's only because of the narrow win over Troy yesterday. You know, everybody else, um, you know, Florida State should probably No nation. Florida State. You know, I think they should. They should definitely. If if you're looking at score wise, this is top score wise for the top five, right? So Alabama won by 28 points. Clemson only won by six. Florida State won by 44 points. All right. <laughs> no nation. Florida State um, Ohio State won by 45 points. So don't these these two teams, the number three and number four teams, should ask me the two teams to move up. But then also you got um, uh, Michigan who won by what thirty three points, something like that. So the bottom teams, you know, three, four, and five perform better than the top two. If you're looking at points, but. Yeah, Clemson's probably going to drop. 
if Clippers drops number five, man, that'd be crazy. That would be really nuts. Let me see what that is. As a matter of fact, let's see if they have the standings up today. They normally have them off already. And you win. Yeah, I can see that move. And that's like I said, that's because that game was just so t- a little bit too close for comfort. And they barely, barely, you know, squeaked it out of there, as they said in the captions. So, you know, if, when you look at it, ladies and gentlemen, it's like college football is always exciting. You're always going to have something to talk about. You're always going to have fantastic plays. Um, it's just this it's always going to be something that happening that makes you feel like, okay, I got to watch these games and stay in tune with them. Um, the rest of the scores, ladies and gentlemen, you can catch on NCAA.com or you can go to ESPN or whatever your favorite sports network is and website and follow up on your team and how they are doing. Uh, let's see, where are we at right now? We are looking to, are we getting to our controversial stuff? Or do we want to let Mike go ahead and rant for a little bit? I think he can rant for a while. Let's because we're looking at. Let's see. We got a half hour left. <laughs> Common sense sometimes. And with them using that common sense, I just 
I, I normally have more passion in my voice, but right about now, the passion isn't there because I'm just shaking my head. I can't believe that this is even a discussion. Now, it may come out that the NFL realizes how stupid it sounds and not find these players for wearing these shoes. Uh, it will be very interesting, I will say, and many people have not brought it up, that some of these players want to wear these shoes that are in support of 9-11, and these shoes have their own depiction of the American flag, and we all know what the Colin Kaepernick thing is going on and not wanting to stand and support the flag. What are people going to do about the fact that the support of the flag on today being 9-11? Well, let's let's, let's back up. Colin is is not in in regards to the flag. No, no, I'm not talking about Colin in regards to the flag. Colin does not want to stand for the flag. for the, for the, for the national anthem. For the national anthem. Mm-hmm. And with the actual, I don't stand for a flag that does not seem to represent me as a color right now. That's what he actually said. And I'm only correlating the fact that some of these shoes in support of 9 11 depict the flag. And, okay. and with the depiction of the flag, is anyone going to bring that up today? Well, I think what, I mean, from what I'm reading here on Facebook, there is a statement that the, um, the NFL says players wearing a 9-11 tribute will be fine. However, the police union offers to pay all those fines. So, you know, but that, that could be, you know, in line with everything, a very good move for them to make. Um, to show their support of the players at regards of, you know, what they believe. And I think they, I think they should because – it's, it's needed at this time with everything that's going on around the league. Uh, I'm looking at the shoes, and the, and the shoes actually look kind of hot, dude. I can't even be mad. Like the All of the shoes, shoes are hot. You know what I'm saying? I don't really see one. what the issue is from the standpoint of, you know, what is the point of – and it's not like it's not uniform. It matches the colors. The only thing, the only thing they've added is the stars. Well, the, the 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 shoes, my favorite shoes out of all of them, is there's a pair of shoes that have been designed in support of the New York Fire Department, and they're basically red, and they have yellow and orange in it um, showing, like, fire. And I think anybody on the Kansas City Chiefs should be rocking those shoes. They fit their colors with the yellow, well, red being the primary color, yellow and some white. It fits the Kansas City Chiefs. But, you know, but in keeping real, the NFL decides to enforce their uniform rules when they feel like it. Well, see, but here, here's the whole thing: if you, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be a supporter of feel like it. things like like breast cancer, where you allow your players to wear pink in October, then why not let them wear shoes for one day? It's one day. Well, because they they are actually financially vested in um, what happens in October the whole breast cancer movement. They're financially vested in that, that they um, support definitely a major organization and, and, and players are allowed to support several small, um, make donations and support several smaller organizations um, in the name of the NFL. So at that point, um, definitely that, that's a part of the NFL. That's no different than um, the patriotism that actually happens with the NFL. So, you know, October is a little different when it comes to that. Can we turn it down? 
Definitely. I, and I, so and I, October I, is a little uh, different. That that's something that that's um, overly supported. What isn't overly supported is you know the individualism when it comes to um, players want to do things outside of what's allotted by the NFL, and they've got to be across the board. We understand this is nine eleven. The NFL has not fully vested in nine eleven and, and made that a thing that they celebrate or or do uh, any type of good any any remember any type of ceremony in any, anything at all. So I can understand that if they say you know you can't you simply you can't and if you do you'll be fined as if you were out of regulation for anything else. So I, I get it. I, I, so that's why I can't say that they enforce. That's why I can't say that they enforce the rules when they want to. I mean, the rules are the rules. Even though it may seem frivolous because 9-11 is something major in the U.S., I can't say that they just do it when they want to. Exactly. And, you know, and I understand that. So, you know, when it comes down to it, they'll just have to if, – if you're going to take the hit, then you'll take the hit. If not, then, you know, you'll be in uniform. And, you know, you have to – I think they can all afford grown. to take the hit. You know, you never know how it affects so too. Right, you know, so I think if somebody, you know, it could have been, I don't know, you know, if you're just making a gesture in remembrance of something, then, you know, if if you feel like the fire is worth it, then, you know, by all means, man, go ahead, do what you got to do. Obviously, it's, especially if it ain't going to hurt you any, you know, knock yourself out of and so, follow, you know, follow through. And I think, it's, you know, it's it's a tribute, it's an honor, and I'm pretty sure, that the families of the who are affected by it directly and, you know, um, indirectly as well, you know, appreciate the gesture. And that's really what it boils down to, you know, the bottom line for some people. But I understand what the NFL has to do, and that's what they feel needs to be done. You know, that's just it's really up to them. Um, hopefully they won't be interested in the fire. The fire won't be, you know, something ridiculously astronomical. <laughs> you know that, that that just doesn't make sense, and it'll, it'll you know it'll fit with what they feel is suitable. The first line, the first so, um, line is not a big fine. The first line is the is the easy one. It it just comes down to when you're fined once, the NFL keeps increasing the fine, and uh, the, I just think that this one should get. Just get a moratorium on fines for this one this time. I just really do. Now, if you want to say you're going to donate, that's, that's not fair. That's 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 not fair. That's not fair, that's not fair because that's, that's like saying, you know, when when players do. I'll, I'll go back to when the he played for the Chicago Bears and it was his daughter's birthday, and he decided to put her date of birth. Under his eye, no, like, you you have an amazing daughter. Jay's absolutely awesome, but no, you're going to get fined. That, that's like saying somebody else's feeling towards something is better than another person's. No, across the board, it's not regulations. We don't support it. We understand that you have feelings for it, but we don't support it, so there's a fine. I, I don't I, – and so the NFL is in having a 9-11 ceremony – or, or support toward a, a cause for 9/11. I get it, and I completely. No, well, one of the it. things that I would, I would, I would, you brought up the financial support and how the NFL is financially invested in in breast cancer awareness month and the pink shoes and the pink towels and what have you. You brought that up. One of the things that I want to bring up, if we're, if we're honest with ourselves, the NFL is financially invested in this as well. 
And the reason why I say they're financially invested in this is the players, the players have are wearing shoes made by made made by companies named Nike. And you're going to tell me that these, the the NFL is not financially invested in, in that's Nike. not what I'm saying. That that has nothing to do with the code of conduct and, and protocol. That they didn't give Nike a code of conduct or, or protocol at, at all. They didn't say don't make like violet shoes or something for our players. That has nothing to do with Nike. I understand that, but when you're the players when every know uniform what in the NFL is, a, is a Nike know, uniform, if, if I'm not going to roll with that, you on if, that one. If that was the case, then why would they find anybody? And and I and that's because why. Nike Nike one week Adidas another week Puma another week could just roll in with a stack of cash like look we sent out fifty five shoes to star players let them and, ride and and I'm just that being honest with myself. Well, I'm gonna let me throw this in because we are getting close to the end of the show and I really want to do this because game time is getting close all across America for this amazing NFL Sunday season kickoff. If you are in a fantasy league right now. Right now, you still have time to make adjustments to your league. And let's have players that played on this past Thursday. I advise you to go in before the clock winds down, see who the players are playing, who they're up against, get some really quick fantasy advice, and go ahead and make those changes if you have not done so. You are on the clock. You have 20 minutes to make changes to your fantasy football team. So that's absolutely awesome. So going back to a few more controversial topics, and we will revisit the code of conduct when it comes to what a player can and cannot wear in regulation. I, um, there was a shock factor that hit me, and we were able to discuss it um, just before the show. It's always this myth that players get to slide and they get books and, 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 oh, man. and things and everything for free. And when you have a group of players that get a stipend, it's still called a book stipend, how odd. They get a stipend to purchase books, and there is money left over, which would absolutely go nowhere. The school advises them, well, instead of wasting the money, finish your school supplies. And, I mean, they're actually buying some guys. Like, they're old school, but they're buying no books and pencils and, and pens. They are actually well, they're, they're not buying carols. They're not buying iPhones. Right. They're not buying anything frivolous. And yet, not only have school been fined, we're looking at, are we up to, what, 30 players on that football team that have been suspended? Well, they've got it. So far, it's been 14, 14 kids. 14 yeah, that's what I thought players. it was. 14. Um, oh, my but, goodness. But, but it involves 32 players. Okay. It so they've only it so involves far, 32 people. Okay. So, far, so forgive me. Right, so they, so that's far, correct. it's only been 30, it's only been 14. Um, it's supposed to be the, the NCAA. Eight violations involve 32 players in the program related to book purchases. Each player is serving a one-game suspension, with the school staggering the penalties across multiple games. So they're going to do, they're going to spread this out, it's, and it's, it's going to be crazy. So if you watch this, the Charleston Southern game yesterday, they had 16 players who didn't play, 14 players that didn't play yesterday. Now, with, with you one know, of the things that that bothers me is when. These leagues, both NCAA and NFL, talk about player safety is important. I believe putting players in a bad position to get hurt was one thing right there. I said my, my cohort disagreed with me because they said, well, you didn't come to the school to be a third-string player. But I'm sorry, you, got, you already got a team, Charleston Southern, that is 
overmatched by playing Florida State. But now you're telling me that their bench warmers have to start because they bench other players? That is a good way to get people hurt. I just believe that. So this is what this is what it boils down to, ladies and gentlemen. You know, once they front, once they hand this out, they are all being suspended for a result of using book money on non-book supplies at the bookstore. So these players went and bought pens. Oh, let's add let's add bought, a point to this. We're binders, you know, and stuff that you would use for your school out of the school bookstore. They didn't go buy cell phones. They didn't go buy clothes. This is, you know, quote unquote, a book site. So, I mean, like maybe it just has to be where the NCAA and the schools need to sit down and really decide on what that should entail. Because it can't be quite literal if I can buy books and I still have site money over it that you tell me I have to lose. Because I, Wait a if minute, I don't let, use it, let, I lose. You're, you're leaving something out that I feel that is, that is a very key part of this story. The reason this came out was school did their own self audit. They realized players have been doing this for a long time, for years and years. And because they did this self-audit, they said the NCAA is not going to have a problem with this, but we're going to self-report. They self-reported themselves because they didn't want to get in trouble at school. And when they self-reported, the NCAA came down with the No, The school itself didn't have it. They're not going to suspend their players for this. This makes no sense. But then the NC2A, being who they are, they found a way to suspend them. It's crazy, man. I, you know, when I when we've all been on stipends before, and, and quite quite honestly, ladies and gentlemen, stipends really aren't that much depending on what school you go to. You know, depending on what what's going on in the program, and I think you all know what I mean by that. You know, we're not all we're we're all adults here, so we know what type of stuff was going on back in the '90s in college when it came to football and sports. Period. But these stipends aren't really that much. You know, it's really just enough to get what you need, if that. And this so. wasn't the regular stipend. This was the book stipend. And this, I hope what this comes out of this is that the NC2A realizes that we need to change the name of this from book stipend to school supply stipend so that you can buy books and supplies. Exactly. And I, which makes it, which, you know, makes it more reasonable and it fits, you know, that's what, what you should be using it for. You know, if you're going to use it for school supplies, I can buy books, you know, and it should say books, pens, pencils. If you got to be, you know, literal about it, which the NCAA AA loves to be, you know, literal about everything. If, if, you, if you've ever had a child on, on scholarship and you, you've signed a scholarship contract, you know the, the contracts are very literal, literal, ladies and gentlemen. And so it's the same oh, thing. Oh, and see, the, the weird thing is these, these book stipends are not, Exclusive to to athletes, they give book stipends for academic scholarships as well. Exactly. So if this is not an exclusive to an athlete problem. A book stipend should be able to be used for school supplies. That is my opinion. Period. And I agree with you. I mean, I I use mine for it. <laughs> I had to go buy some paper. <laughs> you know, because you because you know when, if when these kids were trying to get over, they would be in there buying iPads cameras, cell phones, and then flip them on eBay. They're not doing that. They were trying to buy books. They were trying to buy notebooks, pens and pads, stuff that you tell your students that you need to have. You need more than just a book. 
Now, and see here, the now, cast it, brought it up earlier, and it was funny. Like, yeah, um, how come you didn't do your homework? Well, I bought the book, but I couldn't. I couldn't write stuff down. Because I couldn't buy pens. Because I didn't have money to buy pens. Because I couldn't use my stipend. And we are already talking about people that are poor, and I'm not talking poor because they come from poor families. Well, again, every college we need to learn. Every college you know what, here, here, I don't care how this, rich this the is what we're going to do. This is so funny. All right, so this is what we got to do. You have to look up the NCAA rules on what you can and cannot, and cannot buy. Yeah, wait, what you can and cannot buy, because obviously those number two pencils. Yeah. You can't buy a number two pencil? You can't buy a number two pencil. You cannot buy a So there's that. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry, y'all. I got to laugh. You can't buy a number two pencil for school. For school. For school. For school. Yeah, oh, apparently. Wow. The same pencil you need to take every Scantron test in the world. Yeah, everyone. But you cannot... Do this with money that was given to you that if you don't use is going to go to waste. Hmm. Uh, okay. Cool. I'm a, all right, all right, y'all. I mean, you know, NCAA. Let's let's. It's 2016. Um, you know, and, and you got to. You first off, let's keep it real. Most of these kids are, you know, if they're fortunate, they are on scholarship. And if they're on scholarship, it's because they're talented enough to need. They're talented enough to be there. And and quite honestly, they probably, some of their parents probably couldn't afford to, put, to have them there. But, I mean, really? We can't buy a pencil? You can't buy a calculator for what I'm, for the stuff I'm going to school to get? Hey, I don't hit it. You heard me say, I don't care if the family is well off or not. Whether the family, poor family, that has nothing to do with it. Every college kid is poor. Because even the families that are well off, that person is can I get some money? Every college kid is poor, period. Yeah, man, yeah. I, I have to agree I with was, you on that one. I was. I'm not talking about the hustlers that, that know how to make their own money. I, I, I know I was because, like, we we made gourmet ramen, like, so by the case, Lord. Man, if there was ramen noodles stashes around every college campus are slim. I swear, every every Kroger, every Safeway, every Albertson, every Win Dixie, they if they're around the college campus, they stock up every week on their ramen noodle stand. Man, I'm sorry. I, if it wasn't for late night, <laughs> when I was <laughs> straight up after uh, football practice, you know that's an all day thing. You get done, everybody go, everybody. Yeah, hey, you can't just be an mean, athlete in college. It's like so different. It's yeah, so, it's, so different. It's, it's, it's an experience. It's an experience, and with it being an experience, every time the NC2A tries to say we can't pay these people, then they come back with an even more bonehead rule. Like, I understand you don't want to pay them and you don't want to get down that, go down that rabbit hole, but don't come back. Don't go pay them. So we're gonna we, we're gonna look this up, and we, we're gonna we're gonna see. How this should or shouldn't play out, or can you buy a pencil? Can you not buy a pencil? Can you use it for an iPad but not a notepad? So we're gonna actually take a look into. It. We're gonna look. We will have coming up. Definitely. Uh, so we are getting ready. We are down at Raven's Place one more time. We are just outside of Chicago. If you are southwest, 
east, north, wherever you are, you are a Bears fan. You need to be at Ravens Place today, 130th and Western Avenue in Blue Island. It is amazing. Oh, yeah, and when you come out. here, we already have, Bears fan we already have but also look for us in our decorations. Shirt, so you'll be able to talk to the people that you're talking to. And if you we disagree sure with us, we you, can, you can have your debate while, while enjoying some rather uh, fun drinks. And we are looking for fans. And, yes, we are going to go live with some fans. We're going to show fan spirit. And we are just excited for the kickoff of the 2016 NFL season. So, we wanted to just rock in this place. There is no cover. I'm quite sure there's going to be plenty of drink specials, but a lot of fun. So come down and show your fan support for your team today, even if it's not the Bears. We've got screens everywhere. DirecTV is full in the building, so we can switch it to your favorite team if, if they pass. Oh, and you don't have to come down. You don't have to be a Bears fan. You don't have to be yeah. a Vikings fan. Sorry, He's a Vikings fan, so you don't have to be a Bears fan to come enjoy Come enjoy what's going on today. You know, just come down and enjoy your favorite team, hang out with us, and trust me, man, we're going to have a good time here. And we are looking forward to you all coming out with us. It's going to be a blast. And the venue is the greatest. We on the air right never now. never been here, man. You should definitely come on in and check us out. Um, what else do we have to cover for you two? I think we pretty much talked about most of everything that we had um, controversial-wise. Um, everybody still knows that um, – Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick's protest is still ongoing, and as you should know by now, others have joined in. And hey, all the way down to high school, so it's reached the high school level, and it's not so much a Colin Kaepernick protest; it's what he is protesting, and it's just um, you know he's he's just trying to force um, change and, and changing how a lot of things are done, the process, so the way. Um, the treatment of, of black and brown young men, everything from housing issues to the education system to the treatment to police brutality. And it, it's resonating with not only just a few athletes on the professional level and a, and a few entertainers, but it's even resonating all the way down to the high school level. Yeah, there was a high school in Illinois. There was whole, there was whole volleyball teams that have kneeled. Um, it is not just, yeah. it's not just, just one sport. It's his yeah, soccer, it's, it's, it's volleyball. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely across the board. And, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a great thing. And, I, and, I, and I'm sure nobody really is expecting it to even catch on like it has. And, you know, the, the, the thing, the end game is for change to actually come out of all this, out of all of it, not for it to just be conversation, but for people to actually start acting. And, you know, we all start treating these pe- treating each other the way that we all want to be treated by each other and get rid of some of these misconceptions about who we think each other is and really sit down and talk and get to know. And we'll exactly. I'm sure we'll find out that we have a lot more in common than most people think regardless of our color. All of us struggle. All of us have families. You know, everybody's been through good and bad relationships. We all have a lot of similar experiences regardless of who we are. You know, but there is, you know, there is, there's a definite sense of privilege in, in this country, and we all know it. None of us are blind to it. Um, some some may some experience it, and some of it don't. It just depends on who you are, you know. And granted, all of us are different, you know, but we are all human, and we are all here to share this space. And the best thing we can do is, you know, treat each other with some respect, and you know, allow people to protest how they want to protest. And you know, if you if you against it, that's fine. Be against it, but you know. At least have a good argument and be respectful of it. Nobody, you know, you ain't got to call people out of their names and be, you know, and be all derogatory or anything right. of that nature right. in order to be in order to be to have an opinion about something. Said. 
I keep going back to what Chip Kelly said. As much as I have not liked that man in the NFL, he said my favorite statement in the last two weeks. That is a grown man. Who am I to tell a person how they want to protest? I believe that fits with Colin Kaepernick. I believe that fits with everybody else that has, that has kneeled and sat down. These are grown people that you came to see. Who are you to tell them how they want how they want to protest? So who you? So whether who you agree with them, what they're doing or not, who are you to tell them? To make, who are you to make this justice? So I, I think it really goes where it needs to go, and you know, as far as everything else is coming happening right now, it just football overall is turning out to be a great season on both sides, uh, both levels, major yeah. levels as far as college and the NFL goes. You know, we're all just going to be a great week for the NFL to start. We're on our second week of college football, and it's, you know, it's been all we expected to be in more. Um, as we get, get down ready to see the um, Texans take on Minnesota for some of you all, and, you know, others will be watching the Bears play. Let's um, just hope everybody walks away safe. Nobody gets hurt today, no injuries. We know the Bears can't take any more on us. They are already, um, you know, not looking too great as it is on their, their the injury list. Either. You know, so – you know, hopefully everybody can walk away safe today, and it, it, it'll just be, a, you know, we'll have good good grades across the board, good scoring. You know, it's just exciting for all the fans and for the players alike, and we can just enjoy ourselves and come away with a great football Sunday. That's what I'm looking forward to, just being able to do that right there, just sit back and enjoy it, enjoy good company, good people, good sporting, and, you know, a good beer here and there. <laughs> he wants a good old hunky-dory time. Well, I'm here also, you'll be able to enjoy the good grit. sounds of DJ Chud in the building. So during the commercials, you will not be subjected to just whatever your favorite commercial is. You will be subjected yes, to some of the great music that the judge, DJ Chud will be on the ones and twos. If you are in Chicago, you should not be here. Get on down and watch the season kick off with us. And no, you said, said if you're not in Chicago, I, I believe if you're in L.A., you need to hop on your private jet. If you're in Detroit, you need to be speeding, speeding here. Everybody should be here enjoying this with okay, us. Okay, so if you're in L.A. and you want to miss football, go ahead. Get on the jet and come on. Like, I don't <laughs> well, if you got a private jet, you should have Wi-Fi. I'm just saying. You still wouldn't be here. You still wouldn't be here. I said everybody wants to be here, here with us. So. Be here from Indianapolis. Be here from Detroit. Come join us today here at Ravens Place in Blue Island. Detroit has their own Andrew Luck situation to worry about. Y'all stay wherever y'all are and do y'all stay on the hand clap. Whatever y'all got to do, be for Indianapolis. That's just the one person for Detroit. I'm here to say that everybody wants to be where we are. Uh, our host, Nicole Johnson, wants everybody here with us. Football fan she does, radio she team wants everybody here so, with us. So adorable. Nicole is amazing. So the whole to see you guys soon. The whole wants everybody here with us. I'm going to say it. Exactly. We're about to turn this place out. You are going to miss it. If you are not here, you're going to miss out. Yes, you will. And it will be your fault. Our producer and videographer. We will will sit here and party with you and and if you decide to show up somewhere along the night, we're going to be here here for a while. Early games and the late games. Let's say that. We're going to be here for the 12 o'clock games and the 3 o'clock games. So everybody We're just going to be here. Exactly. And with that being said, 
Um, Mr. Bernard, why don't you let us know where they can find the podcast and where they can follow us? Well, as you already know, and some of our live fans already know, you can always find it live or archived at www.blogtalkradio.com slash footballfanrushradio. But for those of us that also want to use it on our phones and podcast it, you can catch us on the TuneIn Radio app. Uh, It will be instantly archived. And then also the Apple Podcast app. Uh, It will be archived and played as a podcast. And if you set your phone up on TuneIn Radio or the the podcast app, you instantly get it automatically dumped to your phone. Our uh, associate, our co-host, our cohort, Cash, she loves the RSS radio feed. Uh, If there's dead air on that app, it allows it to skip the dead air. (laughs) So realistically, there's plenty of ways to find us. BlogTalkRadio.com slash FootballFanRushRadio is the easiest. Uh, and then there's my favorite is still the Apple Podcast app. But some people love the TuneIn Radio app. Find us, love us, and archive us and listen to us in the car on the way to work and whatever and wherever you're going. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We are definitely uh, look forward to you checking us out. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. We've got 30 seconds till game time starts. We are so excited That's for this right. kickoff to happen. Ready. So catch us next week. Also, we will be putting up Mike's rants during the week, so we will give you information on where you can log in and check that out and see what he's writing about this week after today's game. And as always, definitely, 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 we love you here from Football Fan Rush. Don't forget to come check us out at River Place. Y'all have a great day. Enjoy your football. And always be safe out here. Definitely. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you next week.